CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. We weren't recording any of that, right? Oh, thank God, no. <laughs> okay, no. Good. <laughs> that would have been really embarrassing for the bum in the yeah. bathroom over there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so we're going to talk about Red. We've been doing Ravnica Allegiance. Brian David Marshall, Michael J. Flores, Top 8 Magic. Uh, well on our way to 52 podcasts over the last four years. Well, I mean, let's think about this. We're in the third week of January, fourth week of January? Yeah, fourth week of January. I mean, we'll have knocked out four podcasts in sure. the, by the fourth week of January at least. At I least. Mean, you're assuming that we're still going to somehow get to white, blue, and black. And that's very optimistic. I'm... I'm a red deck player. <laughs> we only we only look one direction. This is it. This is the last color. Flames. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the red cards here. And the re- reason we actually want to talk about the red cards is you're fresh off of a heartbreaking defeat in uh, the last round of a PTQ. I mean, I'm I'm teasing Mike. Mike has often given people a hard time when they've made mistakes yeah, so. playing in Magic tournaments. So I am good naturedly ribbing him about his loss. Okay, so. Uh, I'm three, so it's a five-round tournament. The way the PTQs are structured now, you have to go five and zero, oh, right? But if you go five and zero, oh, then they let you play the next day. Like, I don't know why they can't just like start the PTQ like an hour or two earlier. This one started at three p.m. and then and then make me come back the next day, right? So I'm three and zero. Oh, you have to go five and zero oh to to make day two. Uh, my opponent goes. So I keep fetch land, a black red fetch land, two eidolons, rift bolt, lightning bolt. And um, both of the spectacles. So, uh, skewer the critics and light up the sage. That's yeah. my seven. So, uh, the plan. Spoilers: Mike thinks those cards are constructed playable. Yeah. So, um, as does everyone who saw me play over the weekend. They're yeah. like, "Wow, these cards are really good." Right. So, yeah. uh, so. I mean, people were playing light up the stage in standard. Yeah. So and, and skewer the critics. It's outstanding in modern. It's better in modern than it is in standard. I, you you'll strand a card with light up the stage fairly frequently in standard. Like if you cast an early light up the stage, you might not have the mana to cast like a four drop, for example, right? In modern, all your cards cost one. So I guess the worst thing you could do is like hit two. Um, two land. No. Two. <laughs> To um, light up the sage. Well, no. What's the? I now I've already forgotten the spend light. Two rift bolts. Two rift bolts. Yeah. Two rift bolts would be bad. That's bad. I I, I stranded um, a total of one one light up the sage card in two tournaments. So, uh, so my plan here obviously is I'm going second. Is to either if I draw two lands, I think I'm favored against every single deck in the format except for humans and affinity. Yeah. Um, I think like I would crush. Infected this hand and crush most other decks, uh, just on, on like my first seven cards. But if I don't draw a land, then my plan is just to like float the rift bolt, damage my opponent, turn on light of the stage, then use light of the stage to draw land, and then hopefully I'll I'll be in there, right? So my opponent either knows who I am slash what I'm playing, or he doesn't. If he doesn't know who I am slash what I'm playing, he's just like reckless. If he does know who I am, I mean, he's just suicidal. <laughs> okay. He puts himself to 12 on turn one before seeing anything from me, right? So he puts himself to 12 by casting a Thoughtseize. I'm like, oh, man, this stinks. And like, just think for the ha- a second the hand that I said. I had a Fetch Land, a Rift Bolt, a Lightning Bolt, two Eidolons, Light of the Sage, and Skewer the Critics. What card 
do you have to? T- There's not even a question what card you should take out of my hand, right? What card is it? I, mean, I, th- I think I would consider taking Light of the Stage yeah. as a new card, but I'd probably take the Rift Bolt. Yeah, you have to take the Rift Bolt, I think, because it turns on the Light of the Stage, which is my plan to get out of this hand, right? right? Takes... But I can also just get rid of that and like, yeah. let you do a little bit sure, of damage sure. to me. So he takes Lightning Bolt, right? Which is, you know, so I, I float the Rift Bolt. On his turn, he plays like a 1-1 Death Shadow and leaves Black-Red mana open, right? So, I mean, the jig is kind of up. I feel obligated to, like, just to confirm that's a 1-1 Death Shadow. Right? Yeah. It's like, that is, in fact, 1-1 Death did he, Shadow. Did he, did he go like this? Yeah. So I'm like, look, I'm not just going to give You know, when the Red Deck Masters take the Red Deck Children to the Red Deck Training Ground, they say, listen... There's these jerks over on the other side of the country, and they all say that Death Shadow is advantaged against red. They're wrong. <laughs> all you gotta do is not give them a bunch of giant growths, right? Right. So I feel obligated to kill the Death Shadow now, even though my plan was to nug him, right? Yeah. So I shoot the Death Shadow, and he responds by, oh, no, no, lightning bolt myself. So that's during my upkeep. I draw, I don't draw a land. Look at my hand, and I pass. Now I just want to jump off a bridge. He just damaged himself. He turned on my Skewer of the Critics. At the very least, I turn should... Turn on your Skewer of the Critics. Turn on your light up the stage. Yeah, so at the very least, I can Skewer the Critics' is Death yeah. Shadow to, to take it away. Or I can, um, you know, just light up the stage and maybe get super lucky. Not even that lucky. Just a land. Not even that lucky, yeah. Yeah, just going to crush him, right? I mean, if you have two lands on top, that's still pretty good to light up the yeah. stage there because you get past them. So I never drew... Uh, I never drew a second land that game, and he won on six, like about two or three turns later, which stink. You know, even if I just, you know, nugged him, you know, like yeah. I've been very close to winning. So, anyway, these cards are awesome. Uh, that was my mistake uh, of the tournament. I mean, but I probably made other happens, mistakes, but, what happens, but if you I mean, nug, what happens if you nug him? I mean, I so would. Then, I think I think so best his, play. So his now his depth shadow is a four. And then, he, I'm going to make it a seven if I nug him. That's a three-turn clock. Well, he hasn't bolted himself yet. You bolted, oh, I, oh, just nugging him? You just nug him. And now he now it's a four, but now he's got that bolt. He can do that to himself. I don't know. I mean, I can... That's risky. I, I mean, I look, there's two, there's two possible plays, right? One is stay the course, give him a 4-4 death shadow, and then hope I can race with... I mean, the thing is, if I get lands, I can probably race. Right? That's the thing. Uh, but it's it's super unclear. I, I think the best play is actually just to skewer the critics as Death Shadow and then just yeah. have the time to draw into what I need. But I, that's not what I did. Sure. So sure. anyway, um, never make that mistake again. <laughs> your opponents fetch lands. Your opponents lightning bolting themselves will turn on your spectacles in sure. case you were wondering. Yes. Yeah. So. Yes. Uh, so and I've never lost a Death Shadow before that one. So I can oh. now no longer say. But I've never lost a Death Shadow in my. Oh, you should be playing Death Shadow. It's the obvious takeaway from this. Another time. <laughs> All right. Uh, Act of Treason. I mean, we've seen this card in a million formats. It is occasionally seen a little bit of play here and there. I've but always liked it. It's a it's a it's like, it's a great sideboard card in metagames that have very defined sideboard cards. So like, let's say your sideboard strategy <coughs> against you know uh, I don't know what. Green creature deck with access to red is to just play like big, big, bulky blockers, like you know, side and Lyra Dawnbringer. This is a great card against people who want a side and Lyra Dawnbringer. In particular, if you've got like some kind of cartel aristocrat action going on. 
but uh, you know, obviously, this is a this is like two stars out of five. Yeah, it's not one star. It's playable, cyber playable, probably. Yeah. Um, I think and, and very very format dependent, right? I think Gabriel and Steve made the finals of a pro tour with three copies in his main deck. Oh, we, we've we've definitely seen it yeah. get played. Um, Amplifier is the next card. It's two red red for an elemental creature. It's a rare. It's a one one. But one one wait. for four. Yeah. At the beginning of your upkeep, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Till your next turn. So that's your turn, and then throughout your opponent's turn. A as very well. light up the stage yeah. kind of. Amplifier's base power becomes twice that card's power, and its base toughness becomes twice that card's toughness. Put the revealed cards on the bottom of your library in a, in a random order. So this ensures a, a steady stream of creatures, right? At the point where you're at four mana, you're guaranteed to draw a creature every turn, and this thing, unless they're sort of interacting with it... It's always big. Yeah, it's just, it's just huge, right? Like, if you hit something like a Glorybringer or whatever equivalent, or you hit a... Um, what you call it, Phoenix? Yeah. Or uh, you know, that that's you know four three. So that's it gets its power becomes eighty, and its toughness is six. It becomes an eight six. Are you saying this? You think this card's good? No, I'm just giving you an example. I've lost this card in limited terribly. Like, what if there's a Gate Colossus on top? Yeah, well, I mean, that gate would be huge. Colossus sixteen sixteen. You know, I always like, I always love the idea of cards like this. It's probably never going to be good enough to play a 1 1 for four. But in like some sort of firezy kind of deck, so, it oh, might be okay. So what, might if be okay. what if you're playing against Mono Green, right? They, they have a hard time removing this. Yeah. Just cast, I mean, like, I don't know, Brian. I think against Mono Green. Yeah. I think it might be, might be pretty solid. Yeah. Like, you're playing, like, red-green, you've, like, red-green nine. I mean, no, you don't want to turn over Land Oral. <laughs> yes. But if you're turning over Gigantosaurus... Yeah. <laughs> the thing about this card that's, uh, you know, My ampl- amplifier Gigantosaurus yeah. <laughs> deck. <laughs> that. Um, the thing about this card is obviously also that you're, just ne- you're never drawing that extra card. It's... But you, but you are sifting through the top of your library to make sure you hit creatures. Yeah, but what if you want land? Oh, sorry. You're not, we're not in the business of giving you any lands. No. Right. This card's not very good. I like this card, but it's not very good. I mean, I could see it being... I, could, I can imagine you losing to this in FNM so, in a very spectacular fashion. I'm not losing to a 1-1 one, before. Okay. I only play red decks. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Not gonna, not gonna happen. Um, burn Bright. This is just Trumpet Blast. Mm, you know, Trump, like a Trump, tattooed version of yeah. Trumpet Blast, though. Yeah, Trumpet Blast. I mean, this card that also cards like this have seen some play in token strategies in, you know, the Boros. I mean, there's better versions of this Yeah, now. we can do better than this. Yeah, like one that puts two more creatures into play alongside your other creatures. Again, we can do better yeah. than this. Yeah. Uh, Burning Tree Vandal. Two red, two and a red for a 2-1 human rogue with Riot. Whenever Burning Tree Vandal attacks, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. So this is one of these many 3-2 for threes, but it has a lot of other options, right? So it can be a 2-1 attacker for three. That's also a looter. Yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah, like, man, at two, at two, you'd, you'd, you'd just slam this card all day. <laughs> at two? Yeah. You mean I get a 3-2 yeah. for two in yeah. red? Yeah. Yeah, I would if slam this, this card rare, all day. This, what, that wouldn't be a rare? I mean, that's a dumb card at two. Like, at R, <laughs> the card's like RR, like 2-1 Riot sure. with looting. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that, yeah, attacking for two and loot, like, yeah. It, I think people might play this in modern. You could discard phoenixes and fiery tempers with it while getting in. Like, you could have the you big... Don't think, ver- you don't think any, do you think anyone's going to play this at three? No, but I think at two, it's yeah, yeah. insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe... At two, it needs to make, like, an entire two rarity jumps. I mean... Man, I yeah. love this card at two. <laughs> it's... <laughs> yeah, this card's unreal at two. Um, Cavalcade of Calamity One and a red for an enchantment It's an uncommon Whenever a creature you control with power One or less attacks Cavalcade of Calamity deals one damage to the player Or planeswalker that creature is attacking So it doesn't give you any Like ability to sort of go Alright I'll attack with my tokens And I'll kill your Jace You gotta attack Jace and do the damage to Jace You know you don't get to split up those attacks Cards yeah. yeah. What is it like? What's the name of it? Like two two headed I mean, river. This is basically a red anthem effect, right? It's basically a red anthem for for specifically for one you know one power creatures. Yeah, I don't think it's very good. No. Clamor shaman, two red for a one one. So we had a two one for this casting cost earlier. Uh, this has riot. Uh, but this one has whenever Clamor Shaman attacks, target creature and opponent controls can't block this turn. So this really reminds me of like the Oncrop Crasher a little bit. Yeah. So I mean it's only a two one when you I mean a two two when you But you get to do it every time. You get to do it every time. But the Oncrop Crasher had haste to begin with. Well this has this has haste if you want it as a one one. Right? Like if you want to just push in that final your opponent's like, okay, I need to block that, you yeah. know. Yeah, I feel like this card doesn't have enough of the things that Oncrop Crusher was offering. For example, yeah. it's the three, ability to actually trade it's with three power. It's it's haste naturally. Yeah, uh, Dagger Caster, three and I thought they were very highly playable red cards. Mike, where are they? Uh, three are for a two-three Vishina Rogue. When it enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to each opponent and one damage to each creature your opponents control. Whoa! So this, this is kind of sweet, actually. This is like a. Goblin Chain Whirler for one more mana, smaller body, <laughs> um, no first strike, doesn't hit Planeswalkers. <laughs> yeah, really talking yourself into well, this so, one, huh? Okay, so Goblin Chain Whirler is like just one of the best creatures for standard that right. has been printed. In, I mean, can you think of a more compelling standard creature than Goblin Chain Whirler in the last five years? Sea uh, Drino? Sure. Corsair Crufix? No? Yeah, maybe Corsair. Uh, but Sea Drino, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I think there's at least a conversation between Goblin Chain Whirler and Sea Drino. Dagger Caster is not Goblin Chain Whirler. It's not. But, you know, there's things like, I mean, right now in Limited. You know, there's been talk about people like casting Dagger Caster with Blade Brand, which is a black instant that gives target creature death touch until end of turn. Yeah. And you draw a card. It's pretty sick, by the way, also with Goblin Chain Whirler. Well, isn't there the Status Stature deck that has Goblin Chain Whirler and Status Stature? Yeah. It does that, right? Yeah. Like with better cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you can do that as well. But you can also, it's another. Like, if you were trying to do that, this is maybe gives you a little redundancy. Whatever. We're not... This is not getting played as long as you have Goblin Chain Whirler. Well, unless it's not going to be get played before the fourth Goblin Chain Whirler. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Daggercaster only has one red pip. So if you're playing, like, let's say... Right, you're jumped. placing your green-red deck. Yeah. Yeah. And if, I, could actually, I could actually see this getting sideboarded. I mean, people are sideboarding that, or playing even that green... Um, Harpooner, the clan Harpooner. That card is awesome. Yeah, card's awesome. But this card, this card is like, when it hits play, is going to do very. Like, we've seen people go super wide with their one toughness creatures. Yeah, so that's why I got back into red and standard because they were <laughs> they were doing that, and I was just like, they're just like, well, you're playing a Danto Vanguard. The first time I went like end of your turn, shock your Vanguard, and they're like, pay four, and I'm like, play the Chain Whirler, and they're like, looking at their Danto Vanguard, and they're like, uh, yeah, pay four. And then they're like, all right, next turn they're like, attack. I'm like, block. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, first strike damage. Hey, in response, shock it. <laughs> oh, fine, it's dead. Because <laughs> I will trade the Goblin Shade World for 16 damage. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's a trade I'm willing to make. My Goblin Chain Roller for 16 damage. Thanks for playing, Adanto Vanguard. Yeah. It's been real. Uh, deface. Red for a sorcery, choose one, destroy target artifact, oxidize. That's solid. Right? Or destroy target creature with defender. Okay. Possibly a card that. You don't choose one or both, though. No, it's just choose one. It is sorcery speed, though. Yeah, it is sorcery speed. I'm okay with this one. Is that. Are there creatures of defender that I care about? Junk troller. Oh, yeah, junk troller. Um, well, I mean, there is, like, the Snubhorn Sentry, right? Oh, no, Snubhorn Sentry doesn't have Defender. It's just an 3 It can still attack as an 3 <laughs> I also don't care about it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what... Nothing leaps to mind for Defender, but, you know, just the cheap ability to interact with an artifact is sometimes fine. I mean, what if your opponent has Scrabbling Claws, you know? Oh, my God. You got to deal with it. You do. Uh, so, Electro Dominance. We talked about this card, actually early on in the podcast when we started just talking about the set in general before we... Did we? I think we did. We should do a refresher. Yeah, well, this card's obviously super exciting. So XRR for an instant. Electrodominance deals X damage to any target. You may cast a card with converted mana cost X or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. This card is going to be just a terrific standard card, and it's just going to be kind of a broken... A better modern card, yeah. Broken modern card. It just does all sorts of just ridiculous stuff, like including casting balance, casting ancestral uh, recall, casting living death. So RR for balance, just like, and you get to discard a card basically, right? When you do that, yeah, just like Garfield intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this card's quite dumb, and it's any target, so it's not like it's not like they force you like to like. There's some of the Cascade cards in the modern Cascade decks that, like, require a creature to target. Yeah, no. 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 This, just, this is any target. I've been having fun. You could do this to yourself. I've been Your having opponent fun could have hexproof. At five mana to cast cast this and then drop a Goblin Chain Whirler. Ooh. That's pretty cool during combat. It gives it flash. Um, you know, you could have an opponent creature with, like, seven toughness, nugget for three, <laughs> Chain Whirler comes down, hits it for one three on the first strike. Sorry, Seven Toughness, Charlie. Me, yeah. Goblin Chain Whirler. Yeah, no, it's sweet. Um, you know, where, where where do you see this going in modern? In modern? Yeah. Free like, spells. You see it being free just spells. like the free spell cap yeah, combos? Yeah, for sure, free spells. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think 
uh, Jess Guy, kind of Talaria West, um, Restore Balance, Ancestral Visions is a deck. Also, that deck mauls red, so don't listen to anything <laughs> I'm saying. Don't listen to those words. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a deck. I think it's standard. It's going to be in, like, possibly in middle red, kind of kind of the mid-range. I'm willing to cast five casting costs, six casting costs red, red spell decks, uh, which I don't know will be viable because the Wilderness Reclamation decks and the, just the Hydrate Crassus kind of tons of mana, you know, tons of card advantage decks are just do everything those middle red decks want to do but better. Yeah. You're like, oh, Electrodominance, how clever. This is Hydroid Crassus. <laughs> By the way, have you, have you uh, when you were getting cards, did you get your enchant in what, Trancing Melodies for your opponent's Hydroid Crassuses? Seems like something you're really excited to do. No, those those aren't red. I got, oh, okay. I got Electrodominance, Rick's Mahdi Reveler, um, uh, Theater of Horrors. Okay. And, like, two breeding. <laughs> All right. Feral Maka. Just a 2-2 two, two for two. So, if they had ever given this to Dave Price, I think he'd probably still be on the Pro Tour. He had the option to play Red Decks at the Pro Tour and passed. I think he was just done. Flames of the Raised Boar. Five and a red. For an instant, Raised Boar deals... Flames of the Raised Boar deals four damage target creature and opponent controls. Then it deals two damage to each other creature that player controls. If you control a creature with power four or greater. If I can construct it, I control a creature with power four or greater. And I have six mana. I've already won the game, right? <laughs> it depends. Is that creature a hydrate crisis? Because you you did some live <laughs> stuff if it's a hydrate crisis. Um, yeah. I mean, if it's like a green creature, probably not. Yeah. Right? Like, they're just fogging do you. Do you. you. See, do you see any... Six. Spot for this card. It is an instant. It's six, though. Yeah. Now, Gates Ablaze. This card... This card has already started to make a little bit of a splash in yeah, standard. So I think this card is super overrated. I think it's fine. Like, don't get me wrong. This card's fine. How many gates... I mean, how many gates are you really going to play? Like, it's the Pro Tour. It's not like, I'm streaming best of ones on Arena, okay? Like... <laughs> Like, when you're streaming Best of Ones on Arena, you play 18 Mountains because the Arena algorithm will give you a decent sure. opening hand, right? Sure. So, you don't, you don't play... You can't, you can't even really play a real deck, right? right. For, on some of these parameters, because you're like, all right, if you play the correct number of lands in your red aggro deck, you might just get flooded because the Arena algorithm is a little kinder, right, right in the early sure. game. So, in the real world, how many gates are you going to play? If I'm playing a gate deck... It's the Pro Tour. Are you even going to play a gate deck? I might. I might play the gate deck with the Wilderness Reclamation. And but why not just play a Wilderness Reclamation deck where your lands came in to play untapped like Garfield intended? I don't know. So it's unclear, right? Because that gate deck with all your lands coming in to play tapped ain't so good against the Flame of uh, Kelt. Uh, sure. Sure. But on turn but on turn four against a lot of other decks, this wipes the board. So, here's the thing. You actually get the benefit from your fourth land, even though it comes into play tap. Is this card an instant? No. What's its expected damage? I would say it's... I mean, if you're playing it, your expected damage is four to five damage to every creature. Really? Yes. If you're playing this card... Yeah. You can't play it on turn three. You can. No, you had a gate. (laughs) I could play a gate on turn one and two, and then I play, like, a real land on turn three. I could play that gain three life land on turn three. (laughs) I am so rich. (laughs) 
I, I, can get, I can get them for two, but then it's like a bad. I think, I think sometimes candidate. playing this for two is fine. Yeah, it's a bad candidate then. Sure. Right. So it, the thing is, it's a three mana card. It's just way worse than Deafening Clarion. It's a scale. It's way worse than Deafening It's a scalable. I mean, you can you can just you can kill two Carnage Tyrants with this thing. Okay, hold on. You're playing some Gates deck. You're waiting to get enough gates in play yeah, to kill a card tyrant and they have two cards. I've tyrants. got the gates and I've just been waiting to rip my gates in blaze. Mike, you don't know me. How have the card tyrants not killed you? They have trample. Sure. I can gain a lot of life with my angel. Your, your gate my angel? angel. <laughs> okay. If only you were lying. I played against the gate second standard and I was just like, I can't believe this. Yeah, like he's got his gate angel. I'm trying to do the math on the gate angel. There's a, and there's a gate colossus in play. <laughs> And he's he's had the blue card in play since turn three. Guild Summit. Oh yeah, and I'm just like I don't know how many cards he's drawn with this card. Doesn't matter because they were all Gates Matters cards, right? <laughs> so I'm like, Ugh. just gonna deal with the stuff on the battlefield. Hey, by the way, I think the Ram in some cases might okay, be better. He had ten ten Rams too. I mean, this is, <laughs> see, like, I, I'm not proud of this loss. It doesn't matter how many Gates you have. The Ram always lives through Gates and plays. <laughs> okay. Long story short, yes, I think this card is good. I just think it's overrated. Sure. Overrated doesn't mean bad. Yeah. Any more than underrated means best. I think this card, by the way, is actually some, somewhat underrated and limited. Like, people seem to think that you only need to play this if you're, like, the gate deck and you have a million gates. But sometimes you just have a normal amount of gates and this is just a pyroclasm. Or even sometimes, like, your opponent's playing an afterlife deck and they have, like, a ton of 1-1 one, one flying tokens after you've traded and they're planning to mop up with those. Yeah. And you just kill them with a gate. You kill those creatures with a gate to blaze. Like, li- sometimes this card is just fine. I like the way you think, Brian. When I cast a gate to blaze, can I, like, distract my opponent and put it back into my hand? <laughs> no? No. All right, I no longer like the way you think. Uh, Gore Clan Wrecker, 3R for a 2-2 Riot with Menace. Nothing worth writing home Solid. About. He could be a 2-2 Haste. I'm curious what you think about Goblin Gathering. Uh, two red for sorcery. Create a number of 1-1 one, one red goblin tokens equal to two plus a number of cards named Goblin Gathering in your graveyard. So the first one is two. Right. The second one is... Three. Three. So it seems pretty good. Like two, the conversion of two... Uh, one ones for three is a bad conversion, but not a, not a, I would never play a conversion, right? Right. We're we're generally looking for three for for three. Yeah. The second one is, you know, you have to find the second one. Yeah. Maybe if you can like have a way to like mill through cards in your deck, um, you know. Yeah. So that the first one is for three or even four, might be different. Like if you have like jump starts and stuff, um, and you're you're dumping. Oh some, yeah. Whoop. Get this out of my hand yeah, and draw a card. You're pretty good, right? Um, yeah, I'm not a. I don't think it's horrible. I think okay. I think that it has some potential. Has a role. Yeah, like I mean, if, like imagine you're just playing like a, a spell-based deck and you're like flipping it with Search for Escanta. Yeah, I'll dump this. Hell yeah, I'll dump this. <laughs> I don't want to draw that. Um, Gravel Hide Goblin, two one for two. And it has 3G, Gravelhide Goblin gets plus 2, plus 2 until end of turn. Yeah, no thanks. Now, Immolation Shaman. Ooh. He's, like, on fire, and he's, like, a dragon man. Yeah. One red for a 1-3. Whenever an opponent activates an ability of an artifact, creature, or land that isn't a mana ability, Mike, Immolation Shaman deals one damage to that player. And then it has 
three RR Immolation Shaman gets plus three, plus three, and gains medicine to the end of the turn. So this thing is like, can attack as a four, six. So what are we spoiling with that ability? Like, nobody played that Stegosaurus guy, right? I thought no. that Stegosaurus guy was going to be the two, five Stegosaurus. Yeah, yeah. He seemed like he would be a pretty good solution to opponent abilities. Yeah. And if drawing a card wasn't good enough, I don't know. I mean, I guess he seems pretty good, like, against, like, we talked about that idea of an aristocrat stack. So, like, if you're out ahead, like, or, bur- you know, getting into a race with an aristocrat stack, and their big finish is going to be to, like, sacrifice a bunch of guys and kill you to some kind of ability, this this is this is going to spoil Like, that. if you've got, well, I was going to say, if your opponent was playing Fruity Pebbles, this would be a solution to Fruity Pebbles, yeah. but they would just kill your this thing with their Fruity Pebbles combo and then kill you. Sure, but they would have to do it six times, assuming you had some mana up. Yeah. And then, you know, you might, that might be the damage you need to... You might know, be I mean, enough, right? It's like, assuming that they don't have... I, like, that's why I said an aristocrat, where this, it's a finite loop of yeah. things that they can sack. You so know. There are not any fetch lands in standard other than Evolving Wild. Yeah. It kind of does... Oh, there's uh, Field of Ruin. Yeah, I mean, but like... For the value you're getting with a Field of Ruin or a Escanta the Sunken Ruin, I th- I, I'm probably willing to take one. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, Legion's Landing. Again, if they're making a one-one life flicker and you're probably taxing okay them the life, it's probably going to... The books are probably going to balance. Yeah, right? I, I got that one, bud. It's okay. <laughs> this one's on me. All right. So... Yeah, I think he's... I think... I, I, I wish I knew... Like, maybe against... Affinity in modern, right? Like, you know, every It, it just every it seems point. like a, a fine card to keep an eye on. Nothing doesn't seem like it's going to be amazing, but it might it might have a window. I, I would certainly keep an eye out for it against like I think that people are going to try to make aristocrat decks or okay, like the Judith deck or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, Mike. Here's your card. Light up the stage. Two R. Uh, exile the top two cards of your library at sorcery speed. Until the end of your next turn, you may play those cards. But the big thing here is that it has Spectacle R. Yeah, so, um, number one card in the set, probably. Really? Yeah, I, my, when I first saw the first couple of cards come out of the set, I was pretty sure that there wouldn't be a better card than Growth Spiral. Yeah. Because Growth Spiral, I was like, oh, that's a pretty good card. Right, and then I saw Wilderness Reclamation, and I was just like, okay, yeah, that's a really good card. And then I was just like, um, Light of the Stage is a four of in every format that can cast it. <laughs> it, might be a, it might be a legacy playable card. I mean, it, I, I could. I wonder if there's a Vintage Burn deck that could play How it. much worse is this card than Treasure Cruise? Think about yeah. it for a second. Yeah. In the decks that Treasure Cruise was great were mostly Red Tempo decks, right, with sure. Monastery Swift Spear. So is this card less powerful on its effect than Treasure Cruise? Yes. How much does it ask for? Almost nothing. Right. Treasure Cruise asked for a lot in return for... Attack with my elemental tokens. Okay, you've been damaged. Yeah, like... Light up the stage, make a token, get two spells. Like, I mean, I think it's number one on this, wow. in the set. It's it's unbelievably good in modern. Uh, it's been very, very serviceable in standard as well. All right. I mean, yeah, and I think it's been born out, right? People, it's, it's cards getting played in standard. You know, like you said, you 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 played it to some success in modern this weekend. And oh, I, I think I'm confident that my bump of the night burn deck will become the most popular. Should I deck go in play modern. like it? Should I go to Kevin's store for a modern tournament and borrow your deck? Um, sure. Okay. When is that? I don't know. 
I'm not going to tell you because then you won't loan me the deck. You might go play. I could make two modern decks. No, oh, okay. I probably can't make but two modern decks. I just want to play this deck. Okay. I want to play that deck. Um, Mirror March. 5R for an enchantment. Whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield of your control, flip a coin until you lose a flip. For each flip you won, create a token that's a copy of that creature. Those tokens gain haste. Exile them at the beginning of the next end step. A card that is assuredly going to guarantee some spectacular losses when you're on the other side of it. Well, you can also lose the first flip. <laughs> that's the problem. So you look at this, you're just like, oh, until I lose a flip. Oh, I'm not imagining that I'm playing this card. In my example, Mike... Hello. Yeah, like the expected value on this card is just tap six mana. <laughs> is less than. I mean, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Not a not. Again, my opponent's gonna get like four mold drifters. You know what I mean? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna tap six and have an enchantment. Can you play this in like cube? Is that not cube, brother? Um, yeah. What's the one you play that Commander? I don't know? Commander. Oh yeah, I would play this in Commander. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Rick's Mahdi Reveler. You already said you you, you spent some. Uh, These are like ten ticks some, each. You spent some bucks on this. No, no ticks. Ticks, ticks, ticks not ticks, bucks. Yeah. These are like ten ticks each. Okay, so this is one R for a two two, and uh, I mean Reveler. It's in the title, right? It revels. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to Jerry Thompson this week. He, he's a card he really liked. Well, yeah, but he's a Mardu guy, yeah, so this card is great in Mardu. Right. Well, right, it's so. also he also revels. He's just mono. He's got like Reveler Tribal. He's got Bedlam Revelers in his deck. Yeah. That's kind of what this so does. You can just discard Phoenixes with this. You can yeah. discard... Um, so when Rick's Mahdi Reveler enters the battlefield, discard a card, then draw a card. If Rick's Mahdi's Spectacle Costs was paid, instead discard your hand, then draw three cards, and the Spectacle is uh, two black-red. Yeah. It's an awesome last card in your hand. Oh, yeah. And it's fine on turn two. It fixes your draw. And if you could discard Lingering Souls or... Arc Phoenix. Seems seems great in like the Flame of Keldred deck, Keldred and, and Standard. What, why would you say that? Just to get rid of Flame of Keld? Just you never <laughs> want to play. I'm just saying you don't have a lot of cards in your hand once you've gone through. Maybe that. Just play this instead of Flame of Keld. I, Actually, I, that's oh my god. Maybe that's <laughs> that's the thing. So Rick's Mahdi Red instead of Keldred. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. Excuse me, I got to make some phone calls. Okay. <laughs> Who are you calling? I mean. I have like a I have a network of young disciples who want to learn how to how to play red. Okay. Yeah, this card seems sweet. My young disciples are all in their thirties. <laughs> that's that's not not an untrue statement. Yeah. Uh, rabble reading or rubble reading, three R for sorcery, destroy target land, scry two. Yeah. Find more land destruction. Yeah. Be that not guy. into it. Not into it. Uh, rubble belt recluse. It's a six five for five. Four in a red. It attacks each turn if able. Yeah, not into it. How about Rumbling Ruin? This costs six. For a six-six, when it enters the battlefield, count the number of plus one, plus one counters on creatures you control. Creatures your opponents control with power less than or equal to that number can't block this turn. Um, this is a falter effect in like so in like a in a fires deck. Yeah, I saw I saw these cards in play in Paul Jordan's limited deck. He had the forecast and caused Domri. Let me tell you about that card in Limited. Yeah. Made me want to play Limited. Okay. As long as I had that card. Okay. Wow. Yeah, this, this, this card's a very insane top end on that sort of um, Rhythm of the Wild deck. Yeah. Um, Scorchmark, one red, instant. Scorchmark deals two damage to target creature. If that creature would die this turn, exile it instead. Instant. 
two damage uh, for two mana. Exile target Arclight Phoenix. Only targets creatures. Yes. Isn't there a Exiling your opponent would be way too powerful. But Mike. isn't there a version of this card that only costs one? There's like a magma spray. Yeah. Yeah. But is it's that the existence? Same. Is that in standard it's right now? It's not standard, but like this is yeah. pretty expensive. Yeah. Like I barely wanted to play magma spray. I did, and I only <laughs> played it because of, of curve. Like right. not because of removal. Like right. why do we want to remove anything? Right. No reason. You just want another one casting cost removal spell. Yeah. On that basis, I'm not super into this. On the basis of removing an Arclight Phoenix, I'm not against it. Sure. You know, but I'm also like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Like, nobody even Arclight Phoenixes. They Drake now. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's just very bad against the Drake. Yeah, like, it's, it's horrible. I mean, if you have two of them, it's pretty bad against the Drake. Not really they already bad. drew a card, right? <laughs> like, what if they have a dive down? Also, what if their opponent has, like, a Niv-Mizzet? Yeah. Like, this is really bad against yeah. a Niv-Mizzet. I'm the one taking two damage minimum before yeah. I kill that Niv-Mizzet. Uh, Skargan Hellkite, Ooh. 3RR for a 4-4 Dragon. Well, we're off to a good start you here. You can tell it's good because it's Mythic Rare. Mythic Rare. It's got Riot, so it could be a 5-5 Dragon or a 4-4 Haste Dragon. Yeah. It has flying. So 4-4 Haste Dragon for 5 is we have not kicked off the island yet. No. Right? no. There is a long and storied no, no. set. Like, honestly... It's got a lot, a lot of roses. It gets a lot of roses. I don't know if I ever monstrous the Stormbreath Dragon. That's a lie. <laughs> I have monstrous the Stormbreath Dragon. But not very often. And the reality is the protection from white came up a lot, which is why I put it. That said, this is most of a Stormbreath Dragon. But you know what? This also has another ability. What? 3R. Skargan Hellkite deals 2 damage, divided as you choose among 1 or 2 targets. Activate this ability only if Skargan Hellkite has a plus 1, plus 1 counter on it. So the haste version can't The haste do. version, yeah. It just, it just has to content itself with deal 4 damage to target face. Or like kill a Planeswalker to yeah. death. Yeah. This card is great. Yeah, this card seems awesome. Every time you look at the art, it feels like it should cost seven. The art looks like it should cost seven to me. Yeah. Do you ever have that? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel. I think, like this card like, is. It, it looks like maybe it's a little poopy. It looks a little bit like a poopy dragon. Yeah, but this is like such an unassuming looking card. You know, yeah. it's like oh, like it's just like four four haste for five. Like it doesn't even have protection from white and monstrous. And then you're like oh. Well, sometimes it's a 5-5, five five, but, like, a 5-5 five five for 5 that doesn't have haste and doesn't kill all of their flyers immediately is so mediocre compared to Thundermont Hellkite. But it's still a good card, I think, ultimately. Yeah, this card, this card seems sweet. Uh, speaking of sweet, Skewer the Critics. This is, like, 2 red for a sorcery, deal 3 damage to any target, but it also has Spectacle R. Yeah, um, I played 4 copies in my modern deck. It is... No regrets. No regrets? Yeah, like regrets. No, it was good. Yeah. It's easy to set up. I had like four bump in the night, four lightning bolt, four lava spike. Four you, you, had 20, you had 21 mana spells that dealt three. Yeah. I mean, your opponent's dead to your opening hand a lot of the time. Or it's just a question of whether you can cast all the cards. Like, if, especially if they're just like... People who draw like two fetch lands and are like... <laughs> <laughs> like you could just tell. Like, somebody like plays fetch and they're like... Get a sacred foundry. And then, like, my opponent, I'm like, so I look at my opponent, he plays like a, and then he plays a sacred foundry on turn two, and I'm like, core firewalker, and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, you're not gonna like this. And he's like, he's like, what? I'm like, my second turn, 
collective brutality escalating twice. <laughs> You're just like, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, but hey, at least you took five. <laughs> uh, Smelk Ward Ingus. Uh, one red, one and a red for two one elemental. Two R sacrifice smelt ward ingus. Gain control of target creature with power three or less until end of turn. Untap that creature. Gains haste until end of turn. Activate uh, at sorcery speed. It's like a weirdo, right? He is a weirdo. So he's two for a two one. Yeah. So he could just get in for beats. But then like he doesn't like some guys like like a forecasting cost version of this would just be able to take one every turn, right? Yeah. Or or take any creature. Yeah. Or, like, like I, I feel like I've played like cards like this on the Pro Tour on my sideboard, but like never actually sided yeah. it in. Like Zvi or Brian Gottlieb would be like, "Hey, let's play this card. It <laughs> seems like a great solution to whatever thing I'm going to say next." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that makes total sense." It didn't make enough sense to actually ever side in. I mean, or if it said converted mana cost three or less, you could take a Hydrate Crisis <laughs> and smash their face with it. Yeah, this is like a weirdo. Yeah. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like nonconformists. <laughs> you know, I don't like them. I like people to all be exactly the same. Like in that one. Like scene. that time, like those twenty-one damage. Yeah. Twenty-one yeah, yeah. mana damage. Yeah, yeah. The one that I really don't like is um, the one where you have to sacrifice your land when you cast that shard volley. Oh yeah. That one's terrible. But you could be, that's that gets you to the full twenty-four. Yeah, but those anyone who plays that is a low moral character, in my <laughs> opinion. Somebody asked me, just like, what if you cut main deck? Idolon of what the Great Rebel. What if you sacrificed the land that was, the creature was chained to the rocks on? I hate you. <laughs> Don't even talk else. to me. Don't even talk to me. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> Stop with your stupid shard volley stories. Uh, Spear Spewer. Red for an O2 defender. Oh, Ooh, we can kill it. We can kill it. Kill it. But he's only R. Kill it. Uh, tap Spear Spewer deals one damage to each player. So this card is really super weird. He's a defender that damages... <laughs> controller. Uh, obviously, this is just a turn on spectacles. Yeah. Uh, it is in no way, shape, or form good enough to play in Constructed. Yeah. Lots of not, people ask clear me... clear it's like, good enough to play in Limited, but people try. Lots of people ask me, they're like, what about that one? We can turn on all those spectacles in your deck. We're like, yo, man, we're talking about playing Modern right now. We are not playing Spear Spewer. All right. We are not considering playing Spear Spewer. I would sooner play Shard Volley. And you know how I feel about Shard Volley players. They are of low moral character. <laughs> what about Spike Wheel Acrobat players? Uh, three and an R for a 5-2. Big, big numbers. Um, spectacle, two and an R. Just for a 5-2? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's just like a Tarmogoyf. I'm not into Tarmogoyfs. <laughs> it's not a Tarmogoyf. It's not into Tarmogoyfs. It's not a Tarmogoyf. I'm not into Tarmogoyfs. It's not a Tarmogoyf. Give me Bane Slayers. It's not a Bane Give me Mole Drifters. All right. Give me. You know what you really mean? A Monastery Swift. Is this like? Is this like where you ask if a soup is a sandwich or something? You're like, is a spike wheel acrobat a Tarmogoyf? Okay, no. A spike wheel acrobat is just a Tarmogoyf. Right? Oh, it is a Tarmogoyf. It's a Tarmogoyf. Okay. Right. But like, so, so all creatures, <laughs> all cards. This is gonna be our new magic meme. Are we gonna have a magic meme now? Okay. Look, there's Bane Slayers, right? Sure. Everybody understands a Bane Slayer, right? Sure. It's this big-ass thing. It hits you. So it's a Baneslayer, a Tarmogoyf. A, a Mole Drifter. A Mole Drifter. And a Monastery Swift Spear. A Monastery Swift Spear. Yeah. So like, a Monastery Swift Spear and a Mole Drifter are closely related. Like, they're in there, they get their money, okay? okay. A Baneslayer and a Tarmogoyf are closely related. They're just, like, a big thing. So Stormstrike, our next card, are instant. Target creature gets plus one, plus zero, and gains first strike until end of turn. Scry one, that's just an opt, right? No, that's... 
Hustle plus O is not drawing a card. And it, you guys have a cre- This is not. And first strike. This is not an opt. It's an opt. An opt would be like an opt. <laughs> like, like, like a sleight of hand is an opt, you know? But not really. Like, you know what's kind of an opt? Like a. Storm Strike's kind of an opt. Like a mental note is kind Storm of an opt. Storm Strike's kind of an opt. <laughs> but, like, instead of being. We killed something. We got it. But instead we got of, them. Look, look. We killed our monastery swift spear. Instead of. With our monastery no, swift spear. No, we didn't. Instead First of strike. instead of one. knowing what the top card of your library uh, is, we just randomly bin two cards and <laughs> hope for the best. It's an opt. <laughs> like if you didn't have a land, you would just keep like mental note in one land, right? How many times did you keep? Do you want to? Do you want to? Like so, I attack with my creature. Yeah. I've got one red up. Do you want to block or do you not want to block? Yes, I'll block. Okay, so what did you do there? Trick. I never block. What did you do? I never block. Oh, so you opted not to block. It's an I opt. Never it's block. an opt. I never block. Opt. Totally an opt. Ten Street Dodger. This is clearly a swift spear. It's close, yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I agree. <laughs> it's red for a haste creature. It's a 1-1. And then it has red. Uh, Tim, Ten Street Dodger can't be blocked this turn except by creatures with Defender. And you can do that multiple times in a turn. <laughs> like, like, to say this is a monetary swift spear is mostly true, but it's also not very What if card. I followed up with my opt? It's not an opt. The storm strikes. You don't even know about like which is an opt, which is a mall drifter. Like this is closer to a mall drifter than it's opt. <laughs> All right. This is like a dorky card. I wouldn't. Play. I just want to kind of know some more. So Skargan Hellkite. That's a band slayer. Oh well, no. Sometimes it's a band slayer, and sometimes it's a monastery swift spear. Oh okay. Right. Okay. Like it, it yeah. has riot. Uh, but when it's a Rick, when it's a bane slayer, it is. Also a mole drifter. <laughs> because so here's the thing. A mole drifter is just like it's it's you do it for the thing, right? The bane slayer you do it for the body. Got right? It. So when it's a monastery swiss spirit, it's just a monastery swiss spirit. Sure. But when it's a bane slayer, it's also a mole drifter. Okay. You got that? I and got that's that. obvious. In so this what's case. a Rick's Mati Reveler? Oh, that's a great question, Brian. I'm glad you asked. This is mostly a Muldrifter. Mostly a Muldrifter. Mostly that's, a Muldrifter. That's, that's sort of obviously yeah. a Muldrifter. No, it's mostly a Muldrifter. Yeah. Okay, versus an Immolation Shaman, which is mostly a Baneslayer. Mostly a Baneslayer, yeah. It's got a little Muldrifter, but it's mostly a Baneslayer. <laughs> Feral Maka? <laughs> that's a Tarmogoy. <laughs> like, if it's in some mode that could be, like, something close to a Tarmogoyf's power and toughness somewhere along the way. So, a Tarmogoyf is just, like... A Baneslayer that's not awesome. It's just like a thing. It's just like a, you know, like a Tarmogoyf. But you've like, it's like, imagine a 4-5 creature on turn two that never attacked or blocked. That's a Tarmogoyf, right? Okay. Uh, Daggercaster? A Daggercaster is a Mole Drifter. Okay. Are there any more creatures? Oh, Burning Tree Vandal. Whoa. Whoa. That's very confusing, right? It's because you want it to be... Okay, it's, a swift spear. I mean, it's it is a swift spear. It's also a mall drifter. Oh, it's never really a tarmogoyf. It's not. No, not really. Oh, you like sure? if it's back on D. <laughs> <laughs> not like usually. Amplifiers. Tarmogoyf. Tarmogoyf. Oh wait, oh. it also makes it so you never draw the land. It's right? a mall drifter. Oh it's wow. A- Weird, yeah. Yeah. It is a mole drifting tarmogoyf. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Mike's Twitter account 
is at five with Flores, and you could just send him magic cards, and he'll tell you what they are. Yeah. You could just send him stuff and say, hey, is this a Tarmogoyf or not? And he'll just respond. So, he'll respond to everybody who submits so a card. I'll give you examples of Tarmogoyfs. <laughs> Tarmogoyf, Urgraders, uh, what other are there? Feral Maka. <laughs> it's Tarmogoyf, yeah. Let me think, like, uh, like if you just cast like that 4-4 four, four, that's for 4, that sometimes you just discard for plus 4, plus 4. Sure. If he's in play, he's a Tarmogoyf. But if you're throwing him at your opponent's face, he's a pump spell. What's a Smelt Ward Angus? Um, <laughs> the confusing guy? Yeah. Oh, he's very confusing, even for me. I think, like, like most... So he's like a caterpillar... Like what do you call it? Like, he's like a butterfly. Most of his life, he's just a tarmogoyf. But then there's one beautiful day when he becomes a mole drifter very briefly. But, like, most of his life, he's a tarmogoyf. Okay. Skewer the critics. Is it an opt? It's an opt. You're not using this correctly. You're just saying things are an opt that are not an opt. <laughs> it's a spell. Opt is a spell. Spell warning. This is a creature. And you named some creatures. So I'm assuming I can... Is it a gay as blessing? I don't understand. Okay. A Tarmogoyf is just... Like, it's just this thing. You just put it on the plate and it's just... It, it attacks or blocks or doesn't attack or block. I gotcha. A Baneslayer gotcha. is like a, probably a bigger thing. And it attacks or blocks, but it's awesome when it's attacking and blocking, right? Yeah. Okay. A mole drifter, it just happens to be a creature, but it has some other thing going on, and you're getting it for like the thing that it 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 it, it does, not the thing that it is. And a monastery whisperer gets its money. Okay. It just boom gets its money. All right. It's like a Rihanna. Like a like a Bogart Ram Gang okay. is a is a Swift. monastery whisperer. Sure. Or like a demigod of revenge Ooh. is like a very good kind of like it. De- it depends on how bad your opponent is, right? Sometimes it's a mole drifter too. Like when they counterspell it, <laughs> you ever have that happen to you? Somebody counterspells your demigod of revenge, then it's a mole drifter. But usually it's like a a bane slayerish sized monster. It's a bane spear. Yeah, it's like a bane spear. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll work on this system. But you can see how a Demigod of Revenge is sometimes a mole drifter. I think when we do green no, we did green already. I think when we do maybe white, we'll, we'll use this new grading scale. Yeah? Yeah, for magic cards. There's not a lot of monetary whispers in green. No. No. There are some like there are some mole drifters. Kind of. Yeah, but that's like a red card. Yeah. Look, there are some mole drifters. There are green. some swift spears in green though right now. Because of Riot. Oh, that's true. Yeah. But they're probably just Tarmogoyfs. Tarmogoyf is green. Yeah. Right? So, like, true. like it doesn't matter how big you are. That's just Tarmogoyf, right? Okay. Like, yeah, I'm not saying Tarmogoyf is a, bad. Who's a good run, Mike? We all <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I looked down and saw the sharks. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. That might be it. <laughs> no, but people love that. Okay, just... Brian's Twitter handle is at Top8Games. <laughs> Tell them if you love the discussion about Bane Slayers slash Mall Drifters slash Monastery So Spears slash Tarmogoyfs. And send me all your opts. I want, I want to know all oh the God. opts. Brian's just like... He's, he's just ruining it. The opts is made it. up. Like, he's made it up. It's like the rapture. Like, the rapture is just made up, right? Like, it was like, oh. There's... It, 
Just like something you decided one day. Why can't some cards just be opts? Some cards are opts. A mental note is an opt. Okay. A thought scour is an opt. Those are very good opts. Sure strike is an opt. No, it's sure strike is not an opt. <laughs> you know what's an opt? Opt. <laughs> I got that. I've got that one down. Like, I'm pretty sure Serum Vision is an opt. Yeah. I'm not sh- I'm pretty sure. I'm, okay. You know what's like a hell of an opt, though? Like, preordained. That's an opt. Charter course? Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's red. And that's all the Tarmogoyfs, Painslayer Angels, and Monastery Swift Spears you can handle. What about Mall Drifters? And Mall Drifters. And opts. Not opts. <laughs> there were, like, no opts in red. Like, okay. Look, you know all those cards that, like, like the Phoenix players used to play that are, like... All my guys gain trample draw card. All my guys gain first strike. You know, those kind yeah. of ones. Those are opts. Yeah. They're not very good opts, but no. they're opts. Yeah. Like, you could have correctly right. said like, those are like opts. Sure, like sure strike. No, that would... <laughs> it's not an opt. It like just, I killed your creature. That's like drawing a card. And then I scried one. It's like a backwards op, but it's an op. Like, I can imagine, like, 1997 John Finkel trying to teach me to play limited, and I'll be like, no, I have the, all this removal. And he's just like, that's not removal. That's tricks. I'm like, no, no, no. I attack, and then you block, and I cast this card, and then your guy dies. That's removal. He's like, well, no, that's a trick. A trick is not removal. Well, your guy died. He's like, well, what if I just doombladed your guy in response? And I'm like, oh, that stinks. The doomblade is removal. The... The sure strike is not removal. This is stupid, Mike. An opt is not a trick. <laughs> no. I've just hoisted myself on my own petard. An opt is not a trick. That's sure. correct. Okay. An opt is an opt. Okay. A sure strike is a trick. But it, but which but it's got to be. Can it just? Can they all just be sure strikes? Like, do you remember when you had that shelter and then you tricked and you tricked Ben Rubin? Storm strike. Remember you tricked Ben Rubin with that yeah. shelter? Well, like, second shelter. Yeah, yeah, like that was that was a trick, right? Yeah. You, like that was, oh, they're all shelters. No, they're not. They're not all shelters. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know any of the cards that defend creatures from dying, but if I did know any of the other ones, <laughs> yeah. those would be shelters. Okay. These all are right. not shelters. All right, well, that's red. So we got some more to go. I don't know if we'll get to it in this... Uh, echo chamber of musicality or Pro- not. My wife was just calling me, so probably not. Okay. I, okay. I have to take my ball and go home. <laughs> and by my ball, I mean this phone full of arguments about Sure Strikes opts. What is the name of the card? Is Storm Strike. Well, Sure Strike's actually a card, too, and it's an opt. No, I don't think it's an opt. It doesn't scry. Maybe they're... I don't know. Are they... Tri- now I'm confused. <laughs> I don't really know about spells. I know about creatures, right? Because Swift Spear just get, gets its money. All right, all right. What about Light Up the Stage? Is that an opt? That's like two opts. Yeah. Yeah, that's like two opts. Okay, all right. Well, you can agree Light Up the Stage is an opt. It's like two opts. Two opts. But it's an opt. Yeah. I mean, Feral Malka's, Malka's <laughs> half a Tarmogoyf, but we still give it full Tarmogoyf credit. That is true. That is true. So. That's, it's confusing, though. Like, yeah. Nuance is confusing. Yeah. Just ask much of the Senate. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll be back, uh, you know, maybe later this week with more Topic Magic. Soon. Bye-bye.